This is Project Keto. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast is a result of my lifelong experience searching for the answers to my health struggles. I'm here to teach you the how-tos, practical tips, and tactics to eating a ketogenic diet. No more deprivation or confusion when it comes to your amazing body. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hi friends, welcome back. This is Season 5, Episode 6, The Carnivore Road Trip Part 2. Today, I am so excited to share even more about how our road trip went from a few weeks ago. If you missed the last episode, part one, you might want to jump back and listen to that one first. I gave all kinds of information about what we packed, what supplies, what cooking tools we packed, what worked, what we didn't use, and then I shared all about what food we had packed, what we ate what we cooked, and then um, what we shopped for at grocery stores, and a quite colorful experience of eating at a restaurant and getting very sick. So um, make sure you jump back and listen to that one if you skipped it. And also remember to check out the vlog for my carnivore carnivore road trip over on YouTube. I'll link that below again, but um, in that video blog, you'll be able to see visuals of so much of what I'm talking about. So if something's not making sense from what I'm saying, you, you need to kind of see what I'm talking about. You'll see so much footage of how our trip went, how we cooked, what it looked like, how we packed, all of that is over in that YouTube video. So thank you everybody also for submitting questions. You know in a couple of weeks I'm going to be doing a really fun Q&A episode about all things keto, carnivore. Some of you have been submitting questions just for me. So, so much fun. Um, And if you were wanting to contribute your question and have me answer it on the episode, make sure you either send me a DM on Instagram over at Madeline Rosie Evergreen or submit a question through my contact form on my website at projectketopodcast.com. Now, before I jump right into part two, I just have to share a really exciting announcement. Starting in the fall of 2021, starting in September, I am going to be teaching a course for homeschooled students, grades 7th through 12th, and this is for locally in the Twin Cities area. It's at a school in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it's at Mid-Metro Academy. And I'm going to be teaching a class called Eat Well, Feel Great. And I'm so looking forward to this because I'll be teaching these students how food affects their bodies. How, when you eat one thing, why does it make you feel this certain way? How to get in touch with your body so that you can know if you're even having all of these different symptoms like anxiety, sleeping disorders, mood problems, joint pain, frequent injuries, acne, confusing unexpected weight gain, just so many different issues that teenagers and young people are experiencing and they I know what that was like growing up and I hated having a lot of those symptoms and having that experience in my body and I had no idea that there was anything that I could do about it. Nobody was really talking about this at that time, at least not in my life. And I had to spend many, many years figuring that all out by myself. So in this class for these teens, they are going to be learning how to get in touch with their bodies, how to understand how food 
reacts in their bodies and then also how to bake and how to cook in a way that they love. So they're going to be doing quite a bit of baking and cooking assignments and it's going to be so much fun. So if you do have a teenager or you are a teenager somewhere local in Minnesota near St. Paul, then make sure that you're checking out midmetroacademy.com. Get yourself registered for the course, of course, if you are a homeschool student. It's on Wednesdays from 2 to 3.30 and it is for the fall and spring semester next year. So if you're not one of those people, then you can just be cheering us all on and following along with that experience over on Instagram. But you are here to hear more about a carnivore road trip. I know that's why you're listening today. So let's get back into that topic. So let's start out by discussing what exactly was I eating and what did Christopher eat on this trip? If you listened to the last episode, you know what we packed, but how, how did our meals go? In general, I ate two to three times a day. It kind of depended on how hungry I was. And that's pretty normal for me just back at home anyways. So if I was eating three times a day, I would usually have some of my cooked ground beef or lamb or pork uh, or ground turkey um, just in a glass baking dish either while we were driving or in the hotel room or at the beach, just wherever we were. I would just get that out and eat that a couple of times a day. And I know that sounds incredibly boring, but for me it was not. When I'm only eating meat and I'm not having sweeteners or I'm very limited on sweeteners, I'm not having spices, I'm not having plants, I'm not having all of these other kinds of foods, the taste of meat and fat and salt is like so incredibly delicious, I can't even believe it. Literally every time I start my meal, if I'm actually hungry inside, it is like, oh, so good. And you should just ask Christopher. Like every time I eat, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. But it's not exactly the same if I were to be eating lots of sweeteners or lots of varieties of plants or just all kinds of other spices and things. Then I feel like it makes food boring. It makes it so that you have to constantly up your game and find more and more flavors or different varieties to add. But when you take it down to just the level of meat and fat and salt and you only eat when you're actually hungry in your stomach, it is so delicious I can't even believe it. And I've heard this from so many different carnivores that say the same thing. It's like, oh my god, I don't know why I would ever want to eat anything else. So yeah, it sounds kind of plain, but that's what I was eating is a lot of ground meats. And then one time I had a pork chop that I brought and um, we were also eating some beef brisket that we had brought that we already made. I don't really do snacking, but if I were to have a snack here and there, it would be some carnivore crisps, which I discussed last time, those little meat chips or it would be some of the gummies that Christopher made for us, made out of gelatin. And um, yeah, those would be snacks that I would have, but usually I don't snack. For drinks, I drink a ton of water. I love water, I drink so much water. I also drink coffee, so I brought my own bulletproof coffee and I love to have a cup of black coffee right away in the morning after I drink my salt water. 
and then later in the day I will usually have one or two more cups of coffee with MCT oil powder and sometimes I add collagen powder to it if I need a little bit of extra protein. Here's a pro tip for coffee, especially if you're getting off of sweeteners. Put a tiny dash of salt in your cup of coffee and it will improve your entire life. Thank you and you're welcome. It is the bomb. Seriously, try it. I swear putting a little bit of salt in your coffee, it like cuts the bitterness just enough that you don't need to sweeten it. And it doesn't take the bitterness away. Like everybody loves the bitterness of coffee, but it just cuts that little edge where all of a sudden now you don't even need a drop of sweetener. It's so good. Maybe I'm the only one. If you do this too, please tell me because I've never seen anybody else put salt in their coffee, but it is like, oh, so good. You have to try it. And then other drinks that we would have, we would make a lot of lemon water. We brought lemon juice with, and um, sometimes I just put the lemon juice in my water and I don't sweeten it. Sometimes I add a drop or two of stevia. Um, in the past, when I used to do a lot of sweeteners, I would have like an entire dropper full or two of, of stevia in my lemon water. Now I only need like one or two drops and um, that's all I need. My taste buds for sweeteners have really changed since doing carnivore. And then um, what else? We brought along quite a few supplements. We love our supplements so we're happy to bring them on trips but one of them is a powder called Max Relax powder that is from Zymogen and it's like a cherry flavored powder that's got magnesium and it's for calming and just staying relaxed and that's really nice but mostly we just love the flavor it tastes so good so we would put that in our water a lot and um, that's like our little treat for our beverages and then sparkling water we I don't really like sparkling water that much but Christopher loves it so we would have a lot of that on the trip as well. Now for our routines let's talk about how this morning routine would go and this would be on pretty much any day whether it was a driving day or a conference day. We would wake up in the morning. I wake up way earlier than Chris so I wake up. He keeps his little eye patch thing on so it stays dark for him first thing I do is start boiling water for coffee and I start that very first thing because it takes a while I would boil my water in the rice cooker that I mentioned in the last episode and it takes about 10 minutes probably for it to start boiling sometimes longer so I get that going and then right after that I have one or two big glasses of water and I like to put some salt in my water when I'm at home, I always start my day with Soleil, but on traveling, I don't bring Soleil, so I just sprinkle some Himalayan salt in my water and have some of my morning supplements. And like I said, I have one or two or sometimes three glasses in a row of water first thing in the morning. I cannot understand how anybody can start their day without drinking a ton of water. I wake up, I just need water, and it feels so good, and then it gets me going to the bathroom, and I feel great. Then... Once my water is boiling, I make my coffee in my French press and um, let that sit for about four to eight minutes or so, depending on what I feel like. 
and then I begin cooking three pounds of ground meat for the day. So this is like 5.30 in the morning. I'm definitely not going to be eating at 5.30 in the morning, but I need to get the meat cooking right away so that we can get it into the, the uh, thermoses and keep it for the rest of the day. We figured that about three pounds of meat was good for the two of us for a whole day. And that would usually mean that we're also having a little bit of extra stuff like maybe I would have a can of sardines or oysters. Maybe Christopher would make a couple of eggs at night. Maybe we would have some carnivore crisps. So we would end up eating a little bit more than three pounds of meat between the two of us. But um, yeah, that, that worked pretty well. So I would usually open up a package of ground beef and maybe also a package of ground lamb and maybe a package of ground turkey. I like to kind of mix it up and I would put some pork fat or some butter in the pan, then put all three packages of meat in. So I've got three pounds of meat in there and I would just get cooking away. And with all of that meat on our burner, it would take a while. It would probably take 20 minutes to get the whole thing cooked down. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, make sure that you look at the vlog, the video I posted on YouTube, Carnivore Road Trip Vlog, and you'll see exactly what I mean. But I'm cooking in a like a big flat pan on a burner in the hotel room. And once I get all that cooked, I put a whole bunch of Himalayan salt on, and then we put it into the little... Uh, thermoses and close those up tightly and then save it for eating later on so we have hot cooked meat for later in the day and then I'm showering I'm getting ready we're packing the room up for another day of driving and in the meantime I usually make another French press of coffee and I save that in some other thermoses for later so that would be like my noon or afternoon coffee that I have later on and it's nice and hot so I don't have to get coffee while we're out on the road. Then we pack everything up, load it all back into the car and off we go. So we ended up getting into a pretty good routine every time we arrived to the hotel and we left the hotel we had this like total routine set up for how we pack and unpack very quickly so that it's not a big ordeal because we ended up swi switching hotels almost every single day until we arrived in Orlando. Then we were in Orlando for, I think, four nights. Okay, now what was our routine while we were on a driving day? So we got through our morning routine. We're on the road usually by about 7 a.m. or so. Sometimes we were driving for 12 hours. Sometimes we only drove a few hours and made a bunch of stops. For example, um, one time we stopped somewhere in North Carolina I think Knoxville, I don't know, I, I can't even remember, but we stopped somewhere and we went for a hike midday and it was so fun and gorgeous, really challenging hike for me, but it was beautiful and worth it. Um, other days we were driving straight through, other days we would stop at a few beaches if we were um, along the coast, so it was a lot of variety, but if we were on a long driving day, pretty much we'd get in the car at about 7 a.m., and then midday, like maybe around 10 or 11, I would be ready for my first meal. I Christopher would be driving. I would get out one of our thermoses, dump a bunch of meat. I'm going to guess three quarters of a pound of meat into a glass storage container. And I would just eat out of that while Chris was driving. And then we would switch and he would do that when he gets hungry. And then 
we would do that again later in the day, maybe four o'clock, maybe dinner time. When we were just driving and not stopping much, we didn't really need to eat very much. You know, we're not expending almost any energy, so it didn't feel like we needed to eat three meals a day or really fuel up. That was more of a lighter eating day. But when we would do something like hiking or play at the beach or do all these different activities, then we would usually eat a little bit more volume or more frequently. Now, when we were in Orlando for the CellCore Biosciences Conference, it was a three-day conference. I think we were there for four nights, and that's when we really got to get set up and like moved into a hotel room. Felt so good to actually like unpack and stay in one place for more than a night and settle in. So we had our whole setup, everything organized in our little space um, in the hotel room for cooking, and we would have basically the same morning routine though. I would get up pretty early, maybe 5 or 5.30, that's just when I naturally wake up, start my hot water for my coffee, start cooking our meat for the day, and then we would usually leave all that meat cooked in the hotel room, in the thermos, and then head to the conference with my coffee and with all of our water and everything. The conference was in the hotel room, but it took us about 15 minutes to walk there because it was such a big convention center. So we'd go to the conference, spend the morning there, and then lunchtime would be at about 12.30. Sometimes we would just skip eating and we would go straight to the pool and lay out at the pool for lunch and then go to the hotel room at the end of lunch and eat then and then go back to the conference. So we would eat a really late lunch. Other times I would be hungrier earlier in the day so I would actually bring some of my food to the conference and eat it there and it worked out just fine. It was, it was the kind of situation where that's totally acceptable and it's not socially awkward at all. Then for dinner, Christopher would usually cook eggs for dinner and maybe have a little bit of extra meat with that, and I would just eat more meat. And we would eat that in our hotel room, and then sometimes we would like go out and walk around by the pool or whatever, spend time in the hotel. But it was a pretty long day at these conferences. We would try and have some exercise time early in the morning. I am not an early morning exerciser normally. I almost always exercise at about 5 or 5.30 p.m. at home. But we would get up and try and go to the little hotel gym and lift weights for about 15 minutes in the morning before the conference. And I'm a firm believer in short bursts of high-intensity exercise. So doing a four-minute Tabata or lifting some heavy weights for just a few minutes is much more effective, at least for me and for most people, than doing long amounts of steady state cardio. I never do steady state cardio. I think it's really a waste of time and bad for your health. So we didn't do that. We would just do weights and short bursts of cardio, like a four-minute Tabata. So those were really our, um, our routines in the hotel room and also on the driving days. We had um, one really long fun day of driving and going to the beach. We drove from Jekyll Island in Georgia all the way to Orlando in one day, but we stopped at two or three beaches, I can't remember, along the way to just play in the water and have fun. The beach is my very favorite thing in the world, so that was really great, and um, we followed the same eating routine on those days, 
that day that I already had described. So what would I do differently next time if I were to do a carnivore road trip? Honestly, not much. I'm super happy with how it went. I felt so good with the food I was eating and it was pretty easy and it tasted great. But you heard on the last episode that we did overpack a couple of cooking supplies. So now I would just modify those things. But I am glad that we overpacked rather than underpacked. Definitely. The biggest thing I would change is that I would not want to go to a restaurant and get sick again. That was really horrific and it really put a dent in a few days and I just did not like all that vomiting and then getting a rash and having to deal with the repercussions of getting sick from restaurant food. So I think next time I would just skip it at a restaurant or somehow try and be even more careful. Like only go to a place that specializes in healthy food or grass-fed or something. I don't know, but I am just so over restaurants, seriously. And then I've had a lot of people ask me, was it worth it? Was it worth it to bring all this stuff, to drive, to eat this way, to stick with carnivore? Or would it have just been better to just let all that go and maybe... Uh, you know, eat at more restaurants or salad bars or eat more variety. And I say it was totally worth it. It was like one of the best trips ever because of how good I felt until I got sick at the restaurant. So it was so worth it. If you are a carnivore or even if you are just a very sensitive person like me and you have to be very, very particular about your food, try this out the next time you go on a trip. Try cooking some of your own food in your hotel room. You don't have to do as much as we did. If you're only going to get one thing, I would suggest to get the rice cooker and cook your food in that. I'm going to link below what that rice cooker is so that you can buy the same one or buy a similar one. But I've been traveling with that for years. Even back when I was eating a lot of vegetables, I would steam broccoli in it. I would cook like scrambled eggs with a bunch of vegetables in there. I've cooked meat in there, boil water, heat up liquids, heat up whatever, whatever you want. It's pretty easy. You just think of it almost like a little tiny cooker. I don't know. You'll see what it is if you watch the the vlog or just look up what this cooker is through the link in the show notes. But check that out. If you're only going to do one thing when you're traveling, bring that. If you're going to go all out, then you can just follow exactly what we did with all the different supplies, all the different stuff we brought. And um, you can even go way more variety with your cooking. You could make steaks. You could make pieces of fish. You could make so many different sorts of things. Anything that you can make on a stovetop, you can make. We just liked to keep it simple with the ground meats because it tastes good, it's easy, and it's easy to find at the store. So thank you so much for listening to part two of my carnivore road trip journey. Don't forget to submit your carnivore questions either on Instagram or through the contact page on the website at projectketopodcast.com. I really appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you have an amazing week.